I'm Madeline. And I'm Caleb. And together, we're Patchwork Canteen. Set aside your fears and join us as we embark on a journey of a lifetime. You're listening to the Fire Pit Sessions. Thanks for tuning into the show. This week's podcast released a bit later than usual. That's because we wanted to introduce our very own Halloween special. True to our love for the outdoors and travel, it only seemed right that we share a not-so-glamorous side of our nomadic experience for this spooky occasion. I think something we felt to communicate is the dark side of traveling full-time. The daytime promises adventure, but as dusk falls, new challenges linger in the stillness. Vulnerable and exposed, unexpected nighttime visits from strangers are never welcomed. Crafted and presented by Shane Dennis, our first story will introduce you to the friend you never asked for. A few months ago, I was living in Bend, Oregon. Where I was staying, I was staying in the Deschutes National Forest. Anybody that's been to Bend knows what I'm talking about. It's about five minutes outside of Bend and tons of van lifers park out there. I always drive the furthest back. So it takes me about 10 to 15 minutes to drive to my spot through the woods. I had been parking there for months now in the same spot and I'd actually built this campsite out. Now, nobody knew who I was. I had only known about two people in town and only one person had actually seen my camp spot. So nobody in that area knew me. I've talked to a few people, but they come and go. I was there the longest. There was this one night, it was July, and it was around 10, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And when I'm in my van at night, I always have my headlamp on. Now I was just getting ready to go to bed and I heard a car pull up which was very unusual because no cars go all the way back there. So I immediately jumped out and I put my headlamp on and I started walking up to this car relatively fast. I was trying to intimidate them. This guy gets out and I said with a very stern voice, yo, what's up? And he was at first, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But then he said, are you Shane? My name is Shane. <laughs> I'm just like, I look at him and I go, Shane who? And I guess it catches him off guard. So he's like, oh, you're not Shane. I'm like, no, who's Shane? And I started getting loud with him. Now I have my headlamp on and it's shining right in his eyes. So he can't really see me or what I'm doing. What I think was going on was this guy was trying to rob me. I'm not sure of it, but he started backing away. He got into his car and he started it up and he drove away. And I was left standing there in the middle of the woods. 
very scary situation. I called up my one friend who does know my campsite. And even he was just like, that's really strange, dude. Maybe the guy had heard from somebody about me or was watching me for a while. But I ended up leaving that campsite the following day and I never parked in that spot again. I learned to never stay at the same campsite for more than two weeks at a time. When people start to know you and start to know your vehicle, yeah, that's when you want to get out of there. Keep it moving. I don't know what this guy's intentions were, but yeah, it was a very um, sketchy situation being out in the middle of the woods. Nobody's around. And this guy shows up in the middle of the night and he knows your name and you're miles away from anybody and nobody knows that you're out there. It's just an unexplainable situation that happened. Sometimes we make friends we didn't ask for. Sometimes they just walk right into our lives, infiltrating our realities. What do they want from us? And to what extremes will they go to fulfill their desires? Like Shane, we have also experienced unknown and unwarranted visitors while alone in the woods. Crestone, Colorado, home to about 140 eccentrics from all walks of life that prefer to live alone in solitude. Miles from the nearest interstate, Crestone serves as the perfect landing strip for outcasts who can't seem to fit in anywhere else. For us, it served as an unexpected portal granting access into the unknown and unexplainable. I've been to Crestone probably eight different times before this specific occurrence. Every time that I went, I always got a little bit of an odd feeling, but nothing too overwhelming. For the most part, it seemed like an ordinary place, but just very tucked away and remote. Going in this time, there was a different air when we pulled into town, it was definitely a different vibe than what we had been accustomed to. Typically, when we would pull in, there would be cheery little flags hanging in windows, casual people sitting on patios, hanging out. And this time, it just felt a little odd. Walking around all the shops, they were open and operating, but something was just off. We began to notice something different when I couldn't find a camping spot where we normally park. Usually there's a little campground right behind the town. You can go back there and have really pretty overlooks, but no one bothers you back there. And this time the campground was completely full. After a while of searching, we almost gave up, but we decided to give one small area another look. Um, it was a section that we had never explored before. It was on the other side of town, but we had never camped out there. So we pull it up on our map and there's a designated area for camping. We told our friends to wait in town and we would take our van that was 4x4 four four and roam around a little bit and see if we could spot a new camping location. We saw a small dirt road to the left and we pulled in and there was this perfect campground. It was set up ideal and we were going to be able to fit all three vans there and everyone would have enough room to have a great time. 
Caleb and I are all alone at this point. We are just getting to this new location. We decided to set it up as our camp and we're waiting on our friends to come meet back up with us. They were getting groceries back in town, but we figured we'd get everything set up for when they arrive. As we were setting up, I couldn't help but look around and just notice how surreal everything felt to just be right there in that moment with all of these mountains around us, all of our friends were about to join us, and we were gonna have a really great trip. Soon enough, we heard someone pulling in, and we thought it was them, until we turned around, and it was an unexpected visitor. Looking behind our camp spot, back towards the road, we notice an unfamiliar van. Now, we're never ones to question our fellow van lifers, but we could tell that this person had different mannerisms. This van wasn't any ordinary van by any means. Definitely not your Mercedes Sprinter van. This guy had completely spray painted the van in all kinds of colors, all kinds of crazy designs from top to bottom. It was completely absurd. The best way I can paint this picture for you is a Funfetti cake times 10. This thing was colorful, sprayed completely all over, even the hubcaps. Hoping that the guy was as interesting as his van was, we were still a little bit weary whenever he stepped out of the van and started walking towards us. This is some guy that we had never met before and it was just Madeline and I, so we were a little bit scared. We're pretty deep in the woods at this point. We're at a more desolate area, limited phone service. There's not a lot going on out here. So for us to have an unexpected guest at our site, this isn't the typical run of the mill. When the guy got close enough that we could talk, he asked us if it was okay that he could camp there for the night. Now this was pretty odd because we were on a national forest area and there was plenty and plenty of space in this section of the town to camp. Not wanting to be rude and frankly, not having the right to deny him, we told him it would be fine if he camped there. Now this guy is only about 20 feet from our camp spot and you have to remember that when you're in van life, you still have to go to the bathroom out in the woods sometimes and you know, you do wanna have a little bit of privacy because it's the only bit of home that you have. We started to get back into the groove of settling in and waiting on our friends. And sure enough, both vans roll right back in. There was Sean and Crystal in their van and Shayla and Taylor in another van. We quickly informed them of the situation that had happened and told them that we didn't really think this guy was going to be a huge threat, that he just wanted a place to camp for the night. Everyone seemed pretty understanding, but still a little suspicious. Because like we said, you could go plenty of miles down these dirt roads and plenty of spots to pull off. So we were all a little bit confused. As we're all sitting there, we're getting comfortable and stretching our legs. And out of nowhere, we have a second unexpected visitor arrive. This new guy rolls in and he immediately pulls up to Shayla and Taylor's van and he parks so close that they can barely even open their door. This new visitor jumps out, slams the door behind him, and walks directly into our circle. Our literal van circle. We have no idea where this guy comes from. We have no idea who he is. And pretty much every question we ask him, he kind of dodges. 
I was immediately suspicious, but I wasn't being judgmental. I was allowing the situation to unfold, see what would happen. He didn't seem to be a big threat. And at this point, we have six people and two randoms. So we feel like the odds are pretty okay. As we're chatting, the guy mentions a viewpoint just up the hill that's really worth checking out. And he just starts darting through the woods, darting up this hill. Well, we still wanted to keep an eye on him, so all of the guys kind of just followed him up the hill to see what he was doing, what he was up to. All of this time, we had forgotten about the girls back at camp. This is just as I'm starting to notice that there's been an increased distance between the group of guys and the van. I noticed that our first unwelcome visitor is still sitting in his van, but he keeps peeking over the other car to look in at what we're doing. I looked over my shoulder and there was an old beat up truck making its way into our campsite. This was a third unwarranted visitor. I glanced over just in time to make eye contact with the three men in the truck. I immediately started shivering. This is the point where we realized we were outnumbered and needed to make our way back to camp to meet up with the girls. As I'm waiting for Caleb, Sean, and Taylor to get back to the camp, I signal the girls and walk up to them and let them know that something odd is going on. At this point, we have five unwelcomed visitors. As we made our way back into camp, we all tried to gather our thoughts onto what the heck was actually happening. We didn't have a lot of time to think about it before our new truck visitors started to approach the camp. When this happened, Shayla and Taylor's travel dog, Pumpkin, started to go completely nuts. She was barking, growling at these guys. She did not like them, and she did not think they were welcome. Right as our newest members of our campsite are approaching, I look up and make eye contact with one of the guys walking up. And Pumpkin is snarling, barking, freaking out. And all of a sudden, I just feel his eyes jerk away from mine and he stares at Pumpkin. And he stops dead in his tracks, doesn't come into the circle. We try to talk, ask their names. They're a little dodgy. We aren't sure what they want and we aren't sure what their motives are. As we're talking to these people, they kind of sneak their way through our camp, checking out all of our rigs. And they start throwing out comments like, wow, y'all's vans are really nice. Or, hey, those must, that must be an expensive rig. And these were all really odd things. It's not like any of us have money, but still, it was like, why are you pointing these things out? There's a lot of questions without a lot of answers. And things were starting to get really weird really quick. The whole time the guys are talking to our new visitors, I'm sitting in the van, still shivering. I have the worst vibes. I know something is wrong, that something's not okay, and Pumpkin still being upset was only a part of that feeling. Looking around, I could tell that there was definitely something tense in the air. I always do this little test when I feel like someone's maybe trying to get at me. You know, you learn different hacks on the road. But if I ever feel like someone's trying to find an approach to attack me, I do this thing where I'll just square up my shoulders with them. And as they talk and as they move, I'll keep my shoulders locked in with their shoulders. Well, one of the guys that I was talking to, I found myself walking around in circles. I said, why am I standing here spinning around 
as this guy talks to me. And what I truly think that that was is that he was trying to get me off guard so that he could get at my back. After feeling pretty intimidated and a little bit sized up, we all started to sit in silence. Our new visitors weren't talking a whole lot and we weren't really trying to make a lot more conversation with them. Before long, I noticed they start to kind of drift out of the scene. We're all going about our business, trying to act as normal as possible and avoid conflict. And the dog is still freaking out. You could tell that the situation is escalating. Something is happening here, but we're not being cued in on exactly what it is. So we have to go back and remember our first two unexpected visitors. Where are they? What are they doing? I look over to Shayla and she points into the woods. Our minivan friend was literally dancing in the woods right behind our camp spot. At this point, we're really freaked out. Our second visitor that had sidetracked the guys and separated them from the girls was nowhere to be seen. I don't know what the heck happened to that guy, but I knew he was up to no good at this point. With our friends from the truck now disappearing behind our vans, we all got back together and started to discuss what we needed to do. As our group is talking, I glance behind me and I'm looking right at the truck. I can see a clear view of the road and where the truck is parked. But much to my surprise, I now see eight grown men. Are we being taken advantage of? Are we about to get robbed? All of these questions, all of the worst situations are going through our heads at this point. As I'm watching in horror, I see these men pick up multiple bags, poles, various objects, and scatter out into the woods near our campsite. With only about 10 minutes of daylight left, we took this opportunity to jump in our vans and get back on the road. We formulated a plan and prayed to God that it would go accordingly. Mal and I jumped in our van, threw it in reverse, and hit the gas. Sean and Crystal followed behind, and then Taylor and Shayla. As we're leaving the campsite, we noticed that the man in the spray-painted van is back in the front seat. Feeling a little weird about it, I stared at him as we drove away. He never looked at us once. With dust in the rear view, we had thousands of questions going through our heads. What had just happened to us? Were we being set up? Were they trying to kidnap us? There were so many questions without any answers. And I can promise you that we won't be back anytime soon to find out.